listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. church every day. Home Bible study 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. It is a Monday, y'all. That's right, it's a Monday. It is 9-11. And, of course, uh, most of the uh, news organizations are reminding us of what happened on 9-11-2001. It's kind of like one of those events that you know where you were at when you heard it. And, of course, we're talking about those terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers as well as the Pentagon and a vacant field in Pennsylvania. And, um, well, uh, I was I was driving a, uh, a coal truck at the mines that I was working at and and I had uh, the radio on, and then all of a sudden, I heard that uh, you know the towers have been hit, 
by a jet. And so I just stopped for a moment just to listen. And uh, they then determined that it wasn't an accident, that it was deliberate. And uh, I got out of the truck to pray and uh, noticed the most eeriest thing because here in East Kentucky, there's hardly a moment goes by that there's not a jet that's going over. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of on a, on a cross-section pattern between uh, Dallas and, uh, and uh, New York, Washington, D.C., um, all of the all of those areas. So the jets fly. Their pattern is is basically right across where we are. And um, I noticed that right after we got the news and got out and was talking about it, it was just the eeriest feeling that there was no air traffic, not one in the sky, not one jet, not one plane, nothing. Everything was grounded had a national grounding, and uh, that was just one of the weirdest things that, because uh, uh, you could always hear, you know, when the jets are going over, of course, and uh, it was just quiet. It's just like it's just like the world, our little world, just came to a close. Well, that was back in 2001, and it's been uh, 22 years now since that has happened, and uh the vow was, we shall never forget. And so today is 9-11, and we will remember all of those and pray for the families that still remain of all of those uh, that have been affected. You know, it didn't even just stop at the um, at the people that were immediately killed in the towers and, and when it collapsed, and it, it began to take a cancer toll because of all of the dust they breathed and all of the carcinogenics they they breathed. And many uh, have died with cancer since then. So, um, yeah, it didn't just, it didn't just stop at there on the grounds. It uh, began to affect people from all over. And we had uh, a local person that went and helped uh, during the, the 9-11 identification process and uh he he uh can't hardly talk about it even now how devastating it was and how uh awful it was and uh just just to uh, experience that no doubt had a, an emotional effect on everyone that was in New York that day as well as those who were watching on uh television and watching it unfold as it happened but uh, we're going to be in much prayer for them. Uh, also, we want to be in much prayer uh, for those requests that we have on our uh, prayer list. I will get those out, and uh, we'll talk about our announcements coming up. Of course, uh, we do have some announcements that uh, next, this coming weekend, I guess we should say, uh, is Pipeful Apostolic Church 11th anniversary service, and that's going to be this Sunday at uh, 2 p.m., and we just want to make sure that everybody knows that Brother Cornelius Harper is going to be there, going to have a cookout following, so if you want to be a part of that, come on over. We'd love to have you. We're going to grill some hot dogs, and uh, we're just going to have a good time, may even throw a horseshoe or two. Yeah, that's right. We might even throw a horseshoe or two. You never know. And, uh, so if you want to come and be a part of a great celebration, come on over to Pipeful Apostolic Church. That's this Sunday at 2 p.m. Also, we want to make mention that on this, uh, Sunday, we're going to be having Brother Cornelius Harper with us at CAC. He is going to be, uh, with us on the 17th and he's going to be preaching the 11 a.m. service, and we're only going to have one service uh, on Sunday at CAC and one service on Sunday uh, at PAC, so keep that in mind. So uh, that will be the 11 a.m. service. That'll be Sunday, September the 17th. Brother Cornelius Harper will be with us, and uh, we're looking for a good time with him. Also, CAC homecoming service. Saturday, October the 21st, 
7 p.m. Sunday, October the 22nd at 11 a.m. Brother George Scott is going to be with us. That's right. We're going to have a great time with Brother Scott. Always do. And CAC Harvest Time Crusade, Friday, November the 17th, 7 p.m., Brother Buddy Puckett. Saturday, November the 18th, 7 p.m., Brother James Chesser. And Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael Maupin. So we're looking forward to Harvest Time Crusade. And then coming up, uh, December the 5th, we're going to be celebrating right here at CAC Daily ICAST our 10th anniversary service that's right and we started back in 2013 having a little bit of church every day home bible study 21st century style um we got a a letter from rebecca james and uh rebecca lives in ohio and she had uh she had sent us a letter uh just telling us uh that she watches the program uh, every morning, every Sunday morning on TV. And uh, so uh, she has a brother who lives in Pipeful, so she wanted to know more about the church. So we're sending her some information out. So, Rebecca, if you are watching, uh, we are going to be sending you some information out uh, today. And uh, hopefully we can get connected with your brother in Pikeville. And hopefully we can... Uh, we can uh, See some great things happen. You know, the television broadcast, the radio broadcast, you never really know who's listening or watching uh, because, you know, there's no way of telling until you get a letter or you meet somebody on the street. I, I just had uh, somebody uh, Saturday. We was at a at a uh, opening uh, open house, I guess you could say, of the local community center and some person walked up to me they asked me to pray so after I prayed some person walked up to me and said are you on the radio and uh, I kind of smiled and I said yeah and they said I thought so when I heard that voice I said where have I heard that voice from and um, then they realized that they listened to me on Sunday mornings uh, on WQHY FM so yeah all of these radio broadcasts television broadcasts outlets like the daily iCast, uh, live internet broadcast, all these things are reaching people. We're doing what Jesus told us to do, and that's to go into the world and preach the gospel. So we're reaching literally the world with uh, this uh, technology. And so we're using it for good. We're not using it for bad. And uh, so with that said, uh, we want to remind everyone since it is 9-11 to be praying for all of those uh, who had family members that perished on 9-11-2001. Let's remember Nancy Brown, Reed Darnell, Tito Ratliff, Marvin Bentley. Uh, let's remember uh, Barbara Dove in prayer. Sue Bain, uh, let's remember Rebecca James, as we said, and Paxton Bentley and Whitley. Let's remember all three of them. And uh, if you have a prayer request or several ways that you can put those on the prayer list, you can uh, put them in our comment section or chat room. You can call in and leave them at 606-282-4108, or you can email us, and that's prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us with another day. This is the day you have made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We ask, Lord, that you would help us today, that we would be able to utilize this platform and this technology to bring honor unto you and to spread your word throughout the world. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to bless it to grow and interest grow, and we can continue to do uh, the teaching and the Bible studies and all the things that uh, you want us to do. And, Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask, Lord, that you would just touch each and every one on our prayer list. I pray that you would touch Rebecca James and give her healing in her body. And I pray also, Lord, that you would help her to understand uh, about prayer cloths and other uh, things about the church. I pray also, Lord, that you would touch each and every viewer today, go into their homes, touch their bodies, bless them with strength, 
and encouragement and to help each and every one to keep looking up, to not get discouraged because we know you are coming back. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you know, when I think about all of the uh, all of the uh, ways that we can reach the world with the gospel, you know, uh, Paul did not have the Internet. He had to go in person. Uh, you know, Peter, uh, James, and John, they walked on foot. Sometimes they traveled by boat. Sometimes they uh, uh, traveled other ways. But they had to go in person in order to spread the gospel or write a letter. And who knows how long it took a letter to get from one place to another back in biblical times. But I'd say it was uh, it was a, a pretty good, you know, uh, time frame that it had to go through. But uh, we today have the opportunity to reach the world through technology like the internet, where we can connect with people all across the U.S. and around the world immediately. We don't have to wait till you know two weeks for something to get to California or a month for something to get across seas, but uh, it just happens immediately. That is just um, it's mind-boggling, as well as um, I guess we all take it for granted. Uh, growing up, uh, we did not have this technology uh, that kids do today. So kids today are not going to be amazed at uh, that. You know, we grew up with radio, television, and and uh, and uh, you know, uh, just that media, uh, and we thought that was just tremendous technology. Uh, I remember the first time I ever got a calculator. Oh, I thought you just punch in the numbers and it throws that number up right then. I thought that was just the most awesome thing ever. But you know what? Uh, kids today growing up with the technology we're growing up with, um, I'm not so sure that it is a healthy thing because they're so ingrained in it and involved in it. Uh, you can't hardly go to a restaurant. And uh, I was watching I was watching yesterday at the restaurant, uh, a mother put an iPhone down in front of her, looked like it might have been maybe a, a three or four, maybe maybe five-month-old baby, and uh, and they was some uh, little cartoons dancing and stuff, and that little baby was just bouncing and screaming and dancing and, and uh, in the high chair, and so, you know, we, we start early with them, and, and, you know, they it becomes a good babysitter, and it was so cute to watch. But, uh, you know, as time progresses, uh, the next thing you know, the person gets uh, obsessed by uh, the iPhone or the iPad. If you see your child spending more time on iPhone and iPad than they do talking to you or talking to someone in person, you need to kind of, uh, you know, calm them down a little bit and, and uh, redirect them a little bit because they'll never be able to communicate with people face-to-face. That's what's happened with uh, technology. It's caused us to be able to talk and, and speak our mind like on Facebook, speak our mind, but when we're face-to-face with people, we can't even carry on a conversation. Well, that's my little input today about technology. But we're thankful for the technology right here at CAC Daily ICAST. And we have the technology to let the Bible be read to you. And we're reading our way through the Old Testament. This is 2 Samuel chapter 12. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing, save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up. And it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat, and drank of his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd, to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb, and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, 
And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house, and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, and washed, and anointed himself, and changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And David comforted Bathsheba his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her. And she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. And Joab fought against Rabbah of the children of Ammon, and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David, and said, I have fought against Rabbah, and have taken the city of waters. Now therefore gather the rest of the people together, and encamp against the city, and take it, lest I take the city, and it be called after my name. And David gathered all the people together, and went to Rabbah, and fought against it, and took it. And he took their king's crown from off his head, the weight whereof was a talent of gold with the precious stones. And it was set on David's head, and he brought forth the spoil of the city in great abundance. And he brought forth the people that were therein, and put them under saws, and under harrows of iron, and under axes of iron, and made them pass through the brick kiln. And thus did he unto all the cities of the children of Ammon. So David and all the people returned unto Jerusalem.
currently 65 degrees outside and looks like that it's going to be an early fall is what uh, most uh, weather people's predicting. So uh, it's going to be a high of 78 today, going to be variable clouds with a shower in places, going to be humid, of course. Uh, there is a special weather statement, and I think it's uh, something just to do with breathing. So uh, let's see if I can bring this up and kind of get this going. It's going to be 78 tomorrow, and, uh, well, it says no warnings in effect after it had a like a um, little warning button there, but uh, apparently... It is uh, nothing to worry about. So it looks like that uh, today's going to be a high of 78. Tomorrow's going to be 78, followed by widely separated thunderstorms in the afternoon. I don't know what widely separated thunderstorms mean, just here and there and everywhere. And then Wednesday, going to be a couple of showers in the morning, otherwise cooler and considerable considerable cloudiness 68 so notice that and then 71 for the high and 75 fall the year setting in and if you look at the lows um i don't know if this has the lows on here or not yeah there we go the low 60 59 50 and they're even maybe predicting possibly oh look at there Let's see if I can underline this. Look at there, 49, 49 for the low. That's on Thursday. And 49 again for the low on Friday. So, yeah, 50, 49. Yeah, that's fall of the year stuff right there. So that's what's happening where we're located at. And, of course, looking at our current radar conditions, uh, you can see that right here in East Kentucky, right now there's nothing going on but clouds. So I don't think we have to worry about anything uh, at the moment. But uh, we could have something coming in. And uh, if you if you notice, uh, kind of up to our northwest, I don't think that's going to affect us too much. But you see all of that up in Illinois. And we usually have a pattern that sometimes we get our rain from Illinois. Sometimes it comes from the south. Sometimes it comes from the east. Sometimes it comes from the west. We just kind of get it from all areas. But that's what it's doing in our little corner of the world. We hope that you're having a great day. We're about a minute away for us to take our break. And then we're going to uh, have our... Uh, we're going to have our teaching session. Yeah, we've talked our way all the way through the broadcast today and actually got to where we're at the teaching session. So we better try to get this in before we jump into the teaching session. Radio. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. That's some money what time is it? It's time. What time is it? What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. 
Well, today's trivia question, which book describes the rebuilding of the temple after the release of the Jews from Babylon? Which book describes the rebuilding of the temple after the release of the Jews from Babylon? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of Friday's trivia question. Friday's trivia question. What group of split-hoofed animals were permissible as food under the Old Testament law? And out of those that participated, looks like that 100% of you got it correct. And the correct answer, cud chewers. So 100% of you got it correct. Thank you for being a part of the daily iCast trivia question of the day. And uh, so we uh, appreciate you taking time to be a part of that. 100% of you got it correct. You can get today's correct. Which book describes the rebuilding of the temple after the release from Babylon? And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And let's try to squeeze one more little thing in here if we can do it. If you got a minute, yeah, we can take a minute. We can go a little bit over. Here's 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Matthew 28, verses 5 and 6 says, And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Last year, Easter was different for almost everyone across the U.S. due to the coronavirus mandates and restrictions that prevented churches from meeting in the church house. This year, we will be back in the church house together along with our daughter work, Pikeful Apostolic Church, celebrating that Jesus is alive. Join us Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. as we, too, proclaim He is risen, as he said. And that was uh, recorded in April of 2021, so that's uh, two years old. So uh, you might uh, uh, wonder, why why is he talking about Easter back in the church house? We've been back. We've been back for uh, two years now. And uh, so we was just out just a a few services there uh, for a while. Uh, but I told the people from now on, no more, no more taking off uh, because of, uh, you know, COVID or anything like that. If uh, if you don't want to come, you're afraid, that's fine. But the doors of the church will be open. So uh, that's that's our declaration. And uh, that was recorded April the 3rd, 2021. Well, while you say let's take our break, because we do have to take our break to uh, clear up the lag. And the reason we clear up the lag, we got to record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. People can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. 
And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast. The Phelps campus at CAC Phelps. The Pikeville campus at Pike UPC. And you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Had a little uh, glitch going on on one of our computers, but we got it lined out. Welcome to the broadcast today. Welcome to a little bit of a home Bible study, as we said, 21st century style. Uh, we're studying in the book of Revelation. We uh, hope that you will take notes and uh, study along with us because we are wanting to uh, get as much information as we can, as well as uh, uh, get uh, the understanding of history, uh, who it's talking to, uh, what is coming up. We know one thing, the Lord's coming back, and we need to be ready. So uh, let's just jump right in to our uh, study today. We're going to pick up in verse number 10 of our uh, study today. This is Revelation chapter 1, verse number 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And verse number 11 says that uh, saying, here's what the voice said, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. I want to stop right there because uh, this is uh, describing... Of course, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so uh, remember, this uh, book called Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revealing of Jesus, the letting down of the veil so we can understand who Jesus is. So uh, he revealed himself as uh, the Almighty, and that's, that's important to know. Because there's only one throne in heaven and one that sits on the throne. Now, I know you're going to say, well, now the elders has thrones and all that. But we're talking about the main throne, the main uh, rule of heaven. One throne, one that sits on the throne. So we want to go to the Lord in prayer today. As we study, this is going to be episode and study number 1077 of our study through the word. 
as we dive into Revelation. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word. I pray that you would bless us, that we would not only study your word, but we would comprehend your word and we would be able to expound it fully, line upon line and precept upon precept. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, when we look in the book of Revelation, uh, we we talked about how sometimes it's things that's difficult sometimes to understand. There's a lot of types, shadows, a lot of uh, you know uh, real things that's happening, uh, and then there's a lot of types and shadows. So the language, the way of describing, the way of uh, communicating may be a little bit different for us in America today than it was when when John wrote it, but it is still enough for us to study it and comprehend it and grab onto it as much as we can. So um, Jesus revealed himself as the Lamb of God, but also Jesus is revealed as the glorified Christ, as the all mighty. That's so important. Um, John had known him in the ministry here upon earth and uh, knew him as the faithful witness suffering on the cross, uh, did not change that. Uh, Jesus was the faithful witness even unto death. Now looking at, um, some of the facts, I guess we could say, uh, in revelation, uh, Christ's ministry of redemption is clearly expressed in Revelation 1 and 5. And I'll bring that up on the screen for us because that's taken us back just a few verses than where we started because we started in verse number 10. But uh, if you look at verse number 5, and I'll kind of bring this up on the split screen for you. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. So we find that, uh, uh, you know, he loves us and he, he washes us from our sins. 28 times, 28 times in prophecy, if we could uh, kind of throw this in here, Christ is revealed as the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You can find that in John chapter 1 and verse number 29. He stood as a lamb as it had been slain, Revelation 5 and 6. Worthy, worthy is uh, the lamb that was slain, Revelation 5 and 12. Along with the picture of Jesus as the lamb who died is the unveiling of Christ who conquered death. You see, that's important because a lot of people that claim to be leaders and and uh, even someone who was uh, big and, and uh, should be looked up to, they all died and were buried. But Jesus, when he was put in that tomb on the third day, rose again. So we see that... Uh, he is alive forevermore. Revelation 1 and 18 uh, begins to uh, give us some insight into all of this. So we're going to kind of jump around a little bit, but I want to uh, make sure that we uh, get as much clarity as we can. Because uh, when you look at Revelation 1 and 18, he simply states, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. He is victorious. He was alive. He was dead. Now he's alive forevermore. He's got victory over death. He's got victory over hell and of death. He's got the keys which means he unlocked the bondage or the bars or the gates, if you will, to be able to just open up and bring us out. That's why we serve him. That's why we serve Jesus Christ. We know he's coming back, and when he comes back, he's coming back for a church that's ready, 
I want to be ready. I know you want to be ready. So let's prepare to, to uh, experience that great thing called the rapture. Whether we're dead in the ground or whether we're alive and remain, we're going to be caught up together in the air. And uh, together, that's a great thing, together. So Jesus Christ is revealed as Jehovah. Now, we can look at the, uh, the revelation of Jesus. It's, it's um, something that kind of uh, is hard uh, to uh, comprehend unless you study the whole book because the whole book is about Jesus. He said, lo, in the volume of the book, it's written about me. So the whole book is about him. And we find that uh, John heard a great voice, and that's where we started at in verse number 10, that John heard a great voice. And when he heard this voice, he, um, he uh, described what he heard. And uh, it would be hard for us maybe to grasp onto this, uh, but he heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, uh, I like to always refer back to uh, when Moses went up into the mount. Uh, you know, he was up in the mount hearing the voice of God, but what did the people at the base of the mount hear? They heard like it was a trumpet sounding. And, uh, you know, whether it was with blasts or whether it was just booming, uh, but it was as the, the, the instrument known as a trumpet. So that was with Moses in the mount and people at the base of the mount. Then we go to marching around Jericho, and the only instrument that was allowed to be played, not the tambourines, you know, we, we read about times that tambourines was played in worship. Uh, when they got across the, the Red Sea, they sang, they danced. They had all sorts of, of uh, you know, response in, in uh, music, if you will. But uh, it, was, um, it was a trumpet, trumpets. That was the only sound that could be played. Here's what I like to refer, and this, of course, is just a type and shadow when I say this. Um, Moses heard the voice of God. The people heard trumpets. We find that, or a trumpet, if you will. Uh, we find at Jericho, the trumpets are sounding. So I, I like to just say that just like it is right here in Revelation that when John heard a great voice, it was as of a trumpet. I like to say this. When they was marching around Jericho, the sound of the trumpet reminded them of the voice of God. God is with us. Victory is ours. That's, we, we should uh, realize we have uh, something today that uh, shows us that God is with us. And victory is ours. It's the Holy Ghost. Every time you hear somebody speak in tongues, that's the, that's the sound that God is with us. Every time you hear somebody praising the Lord in, in, in tongues, that is, we got the victory. So I like to put those things together. Moses in the mount, people at the base hear trumpets. Uh, you know, marching around Jericho, trumpets. Remind, reminded of the voice of God. God is with us. God will take care of us. God will see us through. I think that's very important. So I want to point that out because in verse number 10, uh, it just simply says, he heard a great voice as of a trumpet. Now, when we uh, continue on, uh, we see that he turned to look and, and to see what was what was this trumpet. Now, what, what this voice said, this great voice said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, and then he mentions the seven churches. Okay? Then in verse number 12, he turns to see the voice that spake with him, and being turned, he saw seven golden 
candlesticks. He saw seven golden candlesticks. Now that's important. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man clothed with a clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. He turns and he sees Jesus. Jesus is in the midst of, and, and I like the way it's described, seven golden candlesticks. We're going to see what those represent here in just a moment. But I want to read something to you. Um, there's, there's a great book out on Daniel and Revelation, and it just begins to say this. Um, I'll give you the title of it here in just a moment. Um, I don't want to lose my place here and it take me all the way back and I have to uh, get through to where I am right now. So that's why I'm not going to jump back and tell you uh, everything, uh, author, and, and uh, where you can get it and all that. He fell as dead in verse 17, and Jesus placed his hand upon him and told him, Fear not. Fear not. Uh, so uh, this picture of Jesus is the unveiling, if you will, of who he is, the great I am. Eternalness is one of the greatest attributes of God. This is the attribute of dwelling in the eternal present. The past and the future are all an eternal present with God. If you get to the future, God's there. You know, if you could go back to the past, God is there. If you, right now, God is here. So God is present no matter where he is, past, present, or future. He's still present. I think that's, um, that's a good thing to understand and point out. Um, God has no past because he had no past. Uh, you know, he had no beginning. Um, uh, he uh, is in the future, but it's his present. What is his present is our future because he's everywhere, past, present, future. That's why he says, you know, uh, I turned to see who, who spoke to me, and uh, the one that was speaking to me is literally the great I am. Because Jesus is being unveiled. Eternalness is one of the greatest attributes of God. Now, um, it was with this attribute that God identified himself to Moses at the burning bush. I think that's important. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. That's in Exodus 3.14. The Jews charged that Jesus claimed deity and accused him of blasphemy. When he said, before Abraham was, I am, in John eight fifty eight. Yet the attributes of eternalness and immutability were clearly revealed as possessed by Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 1. From him which is, which was, and which is to come. Verse 4, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty, verse 8. We find saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, verse 11. Fear not, I am the first and the last, verse 17. So we see from all of these verses, it's not Jesus being in a lesser role than God. It's not Jesus being another God. It's Jesus being revealed as almighty God. That is just such a revelation. That's why it's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot of people like to put an S on revelation because they say, oh, in Revelations, you know, chapter 1 or whatever. No, it's revelation. It's singular. And the only revelation that is being revealed is who Jesus is. 
I know that we see future things coming and we see wars and we see all sorts of types and shadows of other uh, things, of kingdoms and, and all of these things. But the purpose of, of the book of Revelation is to reveal Jesus as almighty God so that we can trust him, serve him, and believe that he's coming back for us. Amen. He's coming back for us. Now, the Jews charged Jesus and said, oh, you're blaspheming because he simply said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. We talked a little bit about that. It's like saying in our day, I am A and Z. That's that's our alphabet. A is the first letter of our alphabet. Z is the last letter. So it would be like saying, I am A and Z. Not only is he the beginning and ending, the first and the last, he is everything in between. Isn't that great to understand? He's everything in between. With this truth so plainly stated, how can anyone claim that he is the second person of a trinity or second person in the Godhead? Because after all, Jesus is not in the Godhead. The Godhead dwells in Jesus bodily. So uh, this kind of, this revelation of Jesus Christ reveals Jesus is the Almighty. He is Alpha. He's Omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's everything in between. I don't know what more he could uh, do or say to reveal himself to us as the one that we need to serve, look to, and look for his return. I think he's pretty well covered every base when he talked not only to his disciples, but when he talked to John. You know, sometimes um, when you talk to someone and you hear about someone that, that uh, it may be, a, just, just say, a good carpenter, well, uh, you know, you hear about it, and you may even talk to the person. But until you see their work, it's not revealed how good of a carpenter they are. So this is kind of, I guess, maybe an elementary way of explaining it. You know, the disciples walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, saw the miracles, and uh, even saw him after his resurrection. But now John is seeing him in all of this glory and all of this majesty and all of this uh, deity, if you will. And so now uh, John is really seeing him and examining the truth. Let us examine it. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Isaiah 44 and verse number 6. He's not going to share his glory with anyone else. There is no God beside him because it simply says, when you look at this, thus saith the king, the, or thus saith the Lord, the king of Israel, and his redeemer, the Lord of hosts, you're not looking at two people right there just because the, the uh, word and is in there. Uh, he says this, I am, which, which brings us right back who do I tell the the people of Israel sent me? Who am I going to tell them? Tell them I am that I am has sent you. That's right. So now he's saying I am the first. He didn't say we are the first. He didn't say we are the last. He said I am the first and I am the last. And beside me, and and that means other than him, there is no God. And that's found in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse number 6. Now in Isaiah 43 in verse 10 and 11, it says that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. 
There was no God before him, no God after him. In fact, the commandment that is given unto us, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, we're not to have any gods before him. You know, that that should be enough to say, I can't look at anyone else. When I look to Jesus, I am looking to God. When I'm looking at Jesus, he is God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I told this story many times, and I see our time is up for today, but I told this story many times of how that uh, sometimes we get into a uh, into a, uh, maybe a um, discussion. I had a sweatshirt on that said, Jesus is God. And then it had all the scriptures in reference to him being God. And uh, I remember um, that uh, when I, when I uh, was checking out, the cashier kept looking at my shirt. She kept looking. She'd run stuff through and look and run stuff through. Finally, she just looked at me and said, your shirt's not right. And I even forgot what I was wearing. And I looked down and I said, oh, yeah, it is. She said, no, it's not. And I didn't want to get into an argument right there in line, checking out with people behind us. So I said, uh, yeah, it's true. And I'll bring you some scriptures here in just a moment. So I went out in the car. I got I, That's before we had all the electronic Bibles and stuff. I got all these scriptures wrote down and I said, here, take these home and study these and read these and you'll see that Jesus is God. I never will forget the look on her face. It was almost like you need to throw that shirt away. It's, it's a false advertisement, but it's not false advertisement. Jesus is God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer in closing today. We'll pick up tomorrow. Uh, in Isaiah 43 and verse 10 and 11. Of course, we're studying in Revelation, but we're, as I said, we're kind of bouncing around just a little bit uh, because you have to bring in other scriptures and other things that uh, will help, um, you know, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You interpret scripture with scripture. You don't interpret scripture with commentaries or interpret scripture with uh, man's uh, ideas. You interpret scripture with scripture, and that's what we're trying to do. So uh, with that said, I pray that the study has been clear, understandable, and I pray that we have expounded it fully. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to help us to understand the book of Revelation. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you. We thank you for the study today. Just so much richness of your word revealing who you are. So plain. Letting us know that you are God. Lord, I pray that you would help us all to understand that, receive that and be able to rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully. If we have failed to do so, forgive us, Lord, because our desire and our heart is to teach your people your word. Lord, we give you the praise. Help somebody who's in doubt. Help somebody who's struggling with the knowledge of who you are. That they can submit to you today. You are their Savior, the only Savior. You are God. There is none beside you. We give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That will conclude our teaching for today, and I hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching. Uh, there's just so much. It's going to take a while to get through Revelation because uh, in our 20 to 30-minute allotted time, uh, you know, it's going to just take so much uh, uh, to get into the meat of the word without just reading scripture, moving on, reading scripture, moving on. Uh, we want to try to bring it all together. Um, don't forget, we do have our trivia question up and running. And, uh, of course, our trivia question is today simply this. 
Which book describes the rebuilding of the temple after the release of the Jews from Babylon? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day because you know what? We are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.